So, two young men from the eastern United States have been hit with identity theft and conspiracy charges for allegedly stealing Bitcoin and social media accounts by tricking employees at wireless phone companies into giving away credentials needed to remotely access and modify customer account information. So prosecutors say Jordan K. Millison, 21 of Timonium, M.D., and 19-year-old Kingston, P.A. resident Kyle A. Bryan hijacked social media and Bitcoin accounts using a mix of voice phishing or vishing, V-I-S-H-I-N-G, attacks and SIM swapping, a form of fraud that involves bribing or tricking employees at mobile fund companies. Investigators alleged the duel set up phishing websites that mimicked legitimate employee portals belonging to wireless providers and then emailed and or called employees at these providers in a bid to trick them into logging in at these fake portals. According to the indictment, Millicent and Brian used their phished access to wireless company employee tools to reassign the subscriber identity module, the SIM, tied to a target's mobile device. Now, a SIM card is a small removable smart chip in mobile phones that links the device to the customer's phone number. And their purloined access to employee tools meant that they could reassign any customer's phone number to a SIM card in a mobile device they controlled. That allowed them to seize control over a target's incoming phone calls and text messages, which were used to reset the password for email, social media, and cryptocurrency accounts tied to those numbers. Interestingly, the conspiracy appears to have unraveled over a business dispute between the two men. So it wasn't even like a situation where they were found out because obviously they were committing crimes. So it wasn't like a situation where like the police actually randomly like discovered like, hey, these people are like are like doing something illegal, right? Or that they were like hunting these guys because they were doing this multiple, multiple times, which by the way, this type of situation, the whole like swim swapping has been done to a lot of YouTubers that are pretty big, right? At least ones that like had a crazy amount of money. So that thing is is like i think even like a youtuber is actually actually one and sued i think uh verizon or t-mobile because they literally allowed someone to change their sim card to change that person's sim card by just calling in it's like hey can you you know send me a sim card at this like completely random address basically and they just did it and was able to basically hacked the guy's account, steal all of his money, and I believe, I guess he had, like, multiple millions of dollars, I think, in Bitcoin. And so, obviously, he was able to sue for a crazy amount of money, and I believe he won it. So, it's pretty crazy when you really think about it, because this is actually happening with pretty much every single carrier, and really the only way to really beat this is to have something in the system where you probably well I mean you gotta do like two factor authentication. You gotta do like uh 
all the different other codes for like extra security that you have at the authenticators, right? But you also have to basically leave a message and tell them straight up like, hey, only allow me to change the SIM card by me going there in person with my ID, right? That way that you could actually sue the phone company for actually their negligence, right? Because they specifically did something that you told them not to do that they agreed to do. So, you know, it's just something to really think about. And if you are someone who has like a really big presence that, you know, your information is completely out there, or like if you have like a very large personal brand and you have a large amount of money in Bitcoin and people know that, well, guess what? You might want to uh, talk to your carrier service and really try to protect yourself because you do not want to lose a whole bunch of money for literally no reason. So prosecutors say on June 26, 2019, Brian called the Baltimore County Police Department and falsely reported that he, purporting to be a resident of the Millicent family residence, has shot his father at the residence. And during the call, Brian, posing as the purported shooter, threatened to shoot himself and to shoot at police officers if they attempted to confront him, reads a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Maryland. The call was a swatting attack, a criminal harassment tactic in which a person places a false call to authorities that would trigger a police or special weapons and tactics SWAT team response thereby causing a life-threatening situation. Now, you might not be familiar with this whole situation, like like these kind of like SWATs or like SWATting situations, but if you've ever watched any like sort of SWATting compilation online, which by the way, if you're listening to this or just see this for the first time ever about SWATting, go look that up and you'll see just how actually serious the situation that can actually be because a lot of times with these swatting situations, there's a whole bunch of very highly armed officers that are trained to defuse a situation, but they're more likely to be so tensed up that they might actually just shoot someone, right? In the confusion. So, like, just think about it. Like, think about like maybe like 10, 12, 14 people all in like armor with very large weapons that could do a lot of damage, bum rush a house, and just basically break everything that they see while they're entering and like go after someone that they see, right? Like that's basically what all these swattings look like. And it's a pretty crazy situation. And you get to see just how dangerous something like this is. And not only that, you actually also see people get swatted multiple times. So it's not even really just like a first time situation. It's like a crazy multi time swatting situation. Like and it's just so dangerous. It's so dangerous to have so many people with guns bum rush a house and basically in the confusion potentially accidentally shoot someone. Right? So it's just crazy. So the indictment alleges Brian swatted his alleged partner in retaliation for Millicent failing to share the proceeds of a digital currency theft. 
Nelson and Brian are facing charges of wire fraud, unauthorized access to protected computers, aggravated identity theft, and wire fraud conspiracy. The indictment doesn't specify the wireless companies targeted by the phishing and vishing schemes, but sources close to the investigation tell Krebs on security the two men were active members of O-G-U-S-E-R-S, O-Gusers, an online forum that caters to people selling access to hijacked social media accounts. Brian allegedly used the nickname Champagne on O-Gusers. On at least two occasions in the past few years, the O-Gusers forum was hacked in its user database, including private messages between forum members were posted online. In a private message dated November 15, 2019, Champagne can be seen asking another OG Oguzzers member to create a phishing site mimicking T-Mobile's employee login page, which is t-mobileupdates.com. Interesting. Sources tell Credits and Security the two men are part of a larger conspiracy involving individuals from the United States and United Kingdom who've used vishing and phishing to trick work-at-home employees into giving away credentials needed to remotely access their employee networks. Feel free to subscribe and stay tuned for more future money and news-related content. Right, We'll try to upload every single day, so you probably get a new episode every single day, and you can listen to this in the podcast as well. Now, also, for this whole uh, thing, right, because I used to watch a whole bunch of, like, American Greed when I was younger with my dad. And I believe they even talked about, you know, situations like this where you have people kind of, like, do these things where they basically... Okay, basically, it's like the situation where if you get a text from someone and you have no idea who it is and there's a link in it, do not click it, right? Even if you think it's from your bank, do not click it. If you think it's from, you know, a long-lost friend or something, do not click it. If you think it's from your mother, right, from a different phone number, do not click it, right? This is the main thing. Like, don't click links that you have no clue as to where it leads. Because this is what gets people into really bad situations. And it, I believe this is how one way that some people can actually implant, like, spamware, spyware, whatever. Or, like, a like one of those programs that, like, could copy, like, all this stuff that you type in on, like, your keyboard or something like that. So, like, just be careful with that. Like, be careful putting your information and stuff, make sure that you're logging into the correct website, right? In fact, if anything, you should favorite like your bank account, favorite your whatever, favorite your like Facebook, whatever you log into, that you actually physically log into so that you know that for sure you are always going to the exact correct address because this is such a scary thing that can happen. Which just think about it. Think about like you're just working someday. You receive like a message from like T-Mobile and you're like an employee. And guess what? You end up clicking someone else's message that's actually fake from T-Mobile. And you end up basically losing your account. 
right? Like you literally let like a hacker get into your employee account and do massive amounts of damage to people. So you got to be careful with this stuff. And that's really all I got to say about it. It's just, it's just a scary, scary situation for this to happen.